Hey James, I've um, I've changed things around a little bit. Okay. I mean, like the office, right? Like, yeah, not, yeah. Except oh, for the obvious. You know what I didn't do? I didn't. Sorry for everyone that's listening to this podcast right now. I didn't turn my little ambient light on in the background. Oh, that does make the world a difference. If you're going to take the risk of running advertising online, shouldn't you get the benefits of learning from someone who's in the platforms every second of the day? Welcome to BidPixel.com's Marketing Ear Biscuits, the original podcast dedicated to digital advertising run by two Aussie guys who ride around in kangaroo pouches and drink Fosters and 4X beer. It definitely makes me look angelic. <laughs> Not sure what it's going to do for you, mate. Um, mate, <laughs> I'm taking the backseat to this podcast. This is all you. I, you kind of told me what we were talking about, but I've largely forgotten already. Oh, another package just turned up. How awesome is that? Good timing. Good timing. Literally perfect timing. More podcasting <laughs> equipment. Do we invite him in to yeah. sign for Come it? in. <laughs> um, all right, mate. I'm just going to leave it to you. What are we talking about today? All right, so we're going to... I forget what we actually are going to call it, but the insider's guide to marketing or social and a lot of things that we kind of come up against and what we kind of find is still being used as practices and, and really how we kind of approach that um, on different levels. So I'm going to try and simplify it as much as possible. Um, Can we simplify down to some dot points? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of refer to it as like a, a 9x or um, a 3x3 rule. So the, the, the first three being super top, broad, being ultimately the best way to get the most out of any marketing, regardless of what it is. So like a noughts and crosses board, yeah. nine, three by three. All right, perfect. That sets the scene. We'll draw a little like a noughts and crosses <laughs> thing on the uh, screen. Brophy, thank you. Um, and all right, so take it away, mate. So top of top three, um, very simple, is the best way to get any uh, get the maximum amount of any form of marketing. So obviously you need to acquire new customers, as many new customers as possible, ideally. Then how can you get each customer and spend them more each time? So increasing your average order value or value of that conversion. And then how can you get those customers coming back and purchasing again from you? So very simple at its core, but obviously there's a lot that goes into achieving that. Like how to make money in business, right? Yeah. Like the fundamentals of yeah and, and that's as simple as that and i've tried to kind of abide by as simpler rules as possible and break it down to its smallest incremental form because uh it's usually a lot easier to achieve that way okay so repeat those top ones for us again generate more customers yep get them spending more each time so yep. increase the conversion value and then how you can get them coming back and purchasing again from you I mean, that's pretty much what I tell everyone on a phone call that I'm with, right? The three ways in business to make money. Yeah. Getting your customers, get them to spend more, get them to come back again. Yeah. Cool. All right. So sales 101, what's the next complexity around this? So when we look at new customers, um, and something that I'm, I'm you know, very proud to, to be a part of is that we implement something that's called a blended campaign. So if we look at how we achieve number one, um, Within that sort of blended campaign, you have your overall sales funnel. And in particular with social, it's kind of broken into three key sort of aspects of that funnel. So um, top of funnel, which is one that obviously most people are probably aware of. 
very good for your awareness, sometimes referred to as a reach campaign. Um, and that's about as getting in front of as many brand new users as possible with relevance. So, um, and then you tend to, you have the bottom of the funnel, very good for sort of revenue generating strategies, kind of conversion goals. Um, you see, you know, the type of ads in the bottom of funnel will tend to be shot now call to actions, mm -hmm. quite product focused. And what we usually come up against, especially with clients that come across from other agencies, is usually there's focus on one or other. Um, usually it's depending on how that conversation goes. It's they either want to generate as much website traffic, which obviously doesn't necessarily result to sales. Sure. Or they want to see uh, ROAS and then they focus bottom of funnel. Now, the problem usually that goes hand in hand with maybe targeting things like their existing audience and you tend to get quite good results quite quickly, but they stagnate very quickly as well. Sure, you run, you run out of runway, right? Yeah. You run out of people to show an ad to. Yeah. Um, and in some cases, you actually see uh, a few very cheeky strategies where they go top of funnel strategy, bottom of funnel style ad, and it's kind of like asking someone to marry you on the first date. It's uh, Yeah, it's like, so the 12 stages of intimacy. Uh, I'll link to that book below, but you don't walk up to a pretty girl in the straight, street and say, will you marry me? Um, you know, or you don't walk up to a, you don't go from eye to eye contact to eye to body contact, uh, hand to body contact. Because like if you skip, well, so it's like 12 stages of intimacy. If you skip more than two of those stages at any one point of time, it's essentially rape, right? Yeah. It's unconsented. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people are doing in marketing. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like, yeah, it's, you know, asking someone to marry you on a first date. It's probably not the smartest thing to do. So obviously you ask the question enough times, some lunatic's going to say yes, but probably not a reliable strategy. Um, Casey, my wife. I, I was actually the lunatic that said yes, pretty much. Oh, okay. So I digress for a second. I met my wife on a dating website. Yeah. Not ashamed to say that. Uh, she liked my profile, my copywriting so much that she sent wow. me her number straight away. First message was sent me her number. Nice, that was direct. Direct. That was seven years ago. I sent her a message back saying, isn't that a bit of a like a problem? Like, is that security for you? Are you feeling safe right now? You're just giving me your number. It's like, oh no, I trust you. Yeah. Like that was seven years ago. Oh. So my my strategy with not yet wife, um, Helena. So we've been together almost ten years. So I saw the ring that you bought her. That's pretty awesome. Hey, yeah, it is a good ring. By all look, yeah, <laughs> tick for me. Um, Joking. It's a good story involved with that. We'll cover another time. But um, yeah, she was the one who was direct, and then I would have put my strategy more so as retargeting. So I kind of stalked, stalked <laughs> her for a little while. <laughs> uh, attribution window wise. Um, 365 <laughs> days. Yeah. yeah. I followed around lots of different places. <laughs> um, all right. So back to it. So the top line of your nine uh, box matrix was the how to get more sales. The second yeah. line, um, is it just the three phases of advertising that we do? So yeah. top of funnel, middle of funnel, yeah, bottom of so, funnel. And it's paying and, uh, due respect to each each step because each step plays a key um, part of the overall strategy, which is generating more customers or how to get more people into that top of funnel and then feed that through to bottom of funnel. Descending them through yeah. to a purchase or a conversion, and, right? And in, in almost all cases, there's, there's hardly any focus on that middle of funnel, which if you think about it, essentially that links 
brand new users to purchase this. So it's probably one of the most important parts of the funnel. Yeah, and you're not skipping that stage of intimacy, I guess, in doing that. And so as a rule of thumb on the technical side of things with our agency, it's uh, we might run up to 70% of someone's budget on top of funnel because mm-hmm. uh, we're continually introducing new people to a brand, right? If we're not continually introducing new people, we're not growing their business. Uh, we then run up to sort of 20% to middle of funnel. How do we educate them? How do we motivate them? We've made them problem aware or product aware. Are they going to research your competitors? Are they going to sit and think about it? Have you got enough brand proof? Have you got enough social proof that they're going to make that purchase? 20% of someone's overall budget, we will allocate to that middle of funnel journey and trying to get people to progress down to then we spend 5% roughly on a retargeting strategy. So that mm-hmm. will you marry me conversion, here's my website link, buy the product. Yeah. Did you do the maths then? There are about, it leaves it's, us with 95%, doesn't it? Well, 17, yeah, so there's 5% left. So I'll come back to what that 5% is because I think we might cover it um, or we might not cover it later on. But if we haven't covered it, I'll come back to the end of the podcast. But so 70% of any accounts budget that we run could be top of funnel, brand awareness, never heard of you before, introducing them to you. Mm. Um, 20% middle of funnel, educating, motivating, uh, giving assurance, 5% to the actual conversion mm. of asking for the business. And it's, it's, don't hear me, it's e- very easy as well to focus on the bottom funnel because that's where... That's like if you're, if you're into football or soccer, that's like your goal scorer. It's going to get all the credit but because that's resulting in dollars, but often the legwork has been done a lot earlier in the piece by top and mid funnel. So. I like to call it being captain of the B team, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> you're awesome, right? Yeah. But you're kind of not, right? Yeah. You're still not the A team. to tap at home. Yeah. Um, and the biggest thing there is you're, you might get a high ROAS figure and a lot of small agencies and freelancers will focus heavily on their budget on the bottom of funnel because it generates a high ROAS. And at the end of the month, the report looks fantastic to a mm. customer, right? Like I got you a 25 times return on ad spend, but I didn't introduce a single new person to your business, yeah. but the people who and, found you purchased. And this has come up a few times in recent conversations and, and when you explain it and the importance of having the full funnel sort of optimizes what's the point in like we could generate you 20 return 20 times return i spend for month one mm-hmm. but if you're getting if you're moving backwards in month two and month three then like, if you look at the bigger picture it's really a bit of a false false performance it's kind of are we gearing you up in the right way for quick wins mm. or are we looking at long-term growth and success for your brand so yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what you can look against? All right, mate. So we've done the top line. We've talked about the middle line. Mm. You've got me intrigued. What's this bottom three sections of this matrix? So it's kind of uh, it's very simple. It's target sort of the targeting. So essentially, you need to target the right people, um, which is actually probably one of the easier things to do. You build out custom audiences, look like audiences, set your criteria. Um, obviously, it takes a lot of t- you know, daily testing and optimizing. Then making sure you're the right place and right time. So look at your audience. Go, are you, is your typical demographic female 18, 35? We know they're more prevalent on Instagram versus Facebook. If you're broadening your audience and you're then targeting 40 plus, then we know that shifts back towards, uh, knock of the mic, shifts back towards Facebook. So 
where is your demographic more prevalent? How can we maximize that? Um, thing, right time, the things with ad scheduling. We know statistically 86% of everyone under the ages of 35 reach for their phone within 15 minutes of waking up. I, I do that. I I, I've got to be honest, I do it too. I hate the fact that I do that, but I do that. Now, whilst no one's going to purchase anything within 15 minutes of waking up, usually, we are typically reaching on social media, checking emails, scrolling through news feeds, going through stories. We're susceptible to engaging with a new creative, like new brand with creative content for the very first time at that point. Now, on the flip side, you go to bottom of the funnel, most orders tend to happen after 6 p.m. So are you getting in front of the right person on the right platform at the right time? Sure, yeah. Is, um, is so is that the first point on the bottom or is that? Point one, point two. So right people, okay, so right time and place. Audience and targeting time frame yeah. to get them and the right way. The right way. Explain Ooh. that to me. Okay. Because there's so, lots of wrong ways, right? Yeah. So people forget that quite often we see ads go out. That's how a business owner likes to be advertised to. Um, and we kind of sometimes can forget that everyone interacts differently. Everyone likes different stuff. Some people prefer video. Some people prefer text. Some people prefer non, no text and very concise. Some people like static or lifestyle. You know, So it's important that I think what used to be able to get away with on social, um, and it's and unfortunately some some places still practice this, where you can create maybe two or three ads, which is vaguely relevant to the majority of people. The platform's got more competitive. It's now we're we're more used to being advertised to as people, so it's about being more specific to the end user. So make being able to showcase your brand and your products. To the right person but in the right way based on how they've interacted so can i ask you a question there i'm not going to name this customer but they're a because we've just churned them as in they're no longer with us mm-hmm. um we had big disagreements with them they didn't want to look at the data and where we love data um they wanted to sell their pajama range and they wanted all of their ads to be the, of the pajama range but the genuine ads that were getting the sales and performing better were the bed linen ads. Mm. Now, they, honestly, they, I'm going to say they fired us because we wouldn't do what they wanted. But mm. at the end of the day, the problem was residing in the fact that every time we push back and put the bed linen ads up, they were more profitable, they sold more, and it just so happens that people purchased pajamas on the way through the checkout. Mm. Every time they got their way and we ran the pajama ads, crickets right radio <laughs> silence people didn't purchase but yeah. um there was a big thing about that product to market fit and the audience responding that the data showed and we could prove and it was a very accurate kind of transparency of the ads that were performing better and it's really sad and unfortunate that customers yeah, learn on the wiggers because they were going to go gangbusters in that mm-hmm. space high value product great average order value and we were starting to find the audience that was really receptive to the ad type. Yeah, I think you find that there's not just reverse and, and marketing, but you in any walk of life, you kind of what what you think or say you want initially can often when you end up experiencing it and realizing it sometimes isn't 
exactly what you actually did want. And we hear it all the time is that we want performance, we want returns, we want ROI. And then you get that and it might end up being more of a creative or visual aspect. So. Yeah, like another customer, a toy business that we worked with for a long, long, long time. Um, there was a particular toy that they'd run out of stock of all the time. Now they could get restock of it, but every time that toy ran out of stock, they wanted the ads turned off for it. Mm. The thing is though, people were coming to the website based on that particular ad but they weren't purchasing that toy. They were walking away with hundreds of dollars of other toys and every time we turned that ad off because that particular SKU was out of stock temporarily, their results tanked. So it's mm. um, in your advertising space, it's not always going to be the product or the message or the creative content that they see that they're actually going to purchase. It's just a draw card to get them to the website. Yeah, and and it's it's and you need to test all that. You need to track all that. You need to you know understand what people are doing once they hit your website because it's almost from the point of being advertised to to get into the website is one sort of journey, and then there's a secondary journey that they go on. Um, yeah, so it's something we're obviously facing, and that's the important. That's why it is social and Google. It's it's it needs looking at daily because people online behaviors change so regularly all right yeah your sales matrix everything covering from getting more customers through to how you interact and show messages to them uh brophy can you do up a bit of a diagram to explain this um you know think of like a norton crosses board and we've got three rows three columns um do the columns interact with each other um, if they don't, there's your homework, mate. Yeah, they probably do. <laughs> so they probably do at some level, but it's yeah, it's right, right way, you know, right time and place, right person, full foot. And honestly, the, the reason a lot of places wouldn't adopt that sort of strategy because it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. It takes daily optimization. It takes a lot of targeting. It takes a lot of ads to be created because obviously you don't want to target the same person or the same ad because then it becomes obvious that they've been targeted and they become less engaged. So we, we you need to, you know, you, we might create, I know this differs from client to client, but it might be upwards of 40 different ads just so, because that ad needs to reflect where that person's in the sales funnel. Top of funnel is going to be very different to bottom and mid and also reflect how they've previously interacted and what they like. So we talk often with customers that those those ads are going to be different for different audiences and different stages of consideration. A, you know, say you're marketing to a affluent mum aged between thirty five and forty. Mm -hmm. Now a coastal bar and bay mum will interact differently to an ad at a top of funnel than say an inner Melbourne mum. Uh, different styles, different lifestyle, mm -hmm. different um, thought considerations. There's two different versions of an ad that might end up driving to the same consideration or the same product uh, in the middle of funnel of that particular journey the Byron Bay mum might be in a completely different climate mm. in a time of year so we had like summer's really weird right now in Australia the it's not as warm as it usually should be the yeah. Byron Bay mums are wearing bikinis on the beach the Melbourne mums are wearing hoodies and sweatshirts and you can an example of like even subtle differences let's say you have Bamboo, 100% bamboo pajamas, as an example. Yeah, you, it might be the same product to very similar looking people, but one person prefers the selling um, angle that it's um, sustainable, it's environmentally friendly, it's a good product, that 
the, the material is environmentally friendly. The other person likes that it's breathable and the quality of it. So understanding what people like is a big aspect of obviously what we do. Awesome, man. Let's wrap it up there. So James has just given us a matrix of nine things to consider in your sales. It covers everything from uh, your funnel journey, your progression through a consideration phase. Uh, it's covering obviously how to make more sales on your website or your store. And then it's talking about the timeframes and the different audiences. So Brophy's going to create a bit of a digital download. It'll be a PDF in the description if you're on YouTube. Um, we will make sure that we post a, uh, like a, a post on Instagram and Facebook and all our socials of a download for that as well. Um, James, thanks a lot, mate. Um, oh, you've got one. No, you have, right. you've got 5%. Ah, Why does the remaining 5% go? Good man, good man. All right, so coming <laughs> back to the consideration phase in a funnel. Top of funnel, 70% of our budget we might allocate to a top of funnel audience. So introducing brand awareness and introducing people to your brand. Uh, then 20% of that might be that consideration and motivation. Um, we need to educate them through that process of purchasing from you. 5% is the... Uh, the retargeting strategy, essentially, let's get that conversion campaign in front of them and ask them for their business. Uh, and that leaves 5%. And that last 5% ties in with point number three for you on the top right of your matrix. Mm -hmm. And it's getting them back to purchase again. We will reserve 5% of a customer's budget to a win-back campaign or a social proof campaign where we're asking that customer how they felt about our product or service and asking them to either come back and purchase again or refer that brand or that business to someone else to purchase. Mm, hey, tied it all in. There you go. Dude. Came full circle. Love your conversations. Love the work you've been doing for the agency lately. Thank if you, you haven't had James on the phone, get him on the phone just for an audit because he's got some amazing knowledge and he's really attentive to listening to how brands and businesses are uh, performing and how they could use Facebook ads or Google ads or LinkedIn ads or whatever's going to be suited for you. The best thing about having James in the organization so far is he's learned to say no just as quickly as we've said no. So if you had a conversation with James and he doesn't think you're in the right fit in that matrix or if he doesn't think you're ready, he's going to say no and he's going to give you home, homework to go back and make some improvements. And a lot of the time it's going to be maybe in those first one or two points of um, how to get customers, how to convert them, how's the website experience, right? We want to make sure customers are set. Like for us, you know, with Boutique, we need, we're not successful as a business if there's not a long-term success for a client. So if things aren't in place to, to build towards that, so things like websites, following, product market fit, then it's really in neither of our interests to, to look at that until we're in a position where we're setting up for success. All right, James, love your work. If you enjoyed that conversation with James today, please make sure you ask some comments below if it's you're viewing this on YouTube. Uh, reach out to us on our socials. Um, we are ramping up our content, right? We've employed Brophy to do a lot of the marketing behind the scenes of the agency. There's a bucket load of boxes coming at the moment there's fifteen thousand dollars worth of camera gear kind of piling up in the corner and we're going to open all of that in one go um i'm going to do an unboxing with my toys it's going to be christmas right if you're enjoying the content if you want different conversations in this content please comment below please subscribe to our channels or our platforms and just like help us help us understand if we're doing the right thing by you and giving you the best information cheers mate thank you thank you always a pleasure good work